Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you. But what a comfort. What a comfort just to stop and think, you know what? He is. It's closer. It's closer than it's ever been. The Lord's return is closer than it's ever been. He goes on, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, uh, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. The world around us is spinning out of control. It is, it is just beyond belief. I mean, every day it just seems like some new craziness has taken a whole new level. It seems like it can't get any crazier and then our governor opens his mouth. And, you know, the, you, you, just, you just think about all that's going on, and it just keeps on ramping up and getting worse and worse. It's, it's just really so hard to even believe that we are in these days. You know, the Word of God, God and His Word has been rejected, yet we see His Word being fulfilled right before our eyes. He said in 2 Timothy 3.13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You know, we have a devil who is a deceiver. And there are, there are a lot of deceived people in this world. They're deceived. You know, just because they're deceived doesn't mean they're our enemies. The devil... The deceiver, he is our enemy. Though their actions may impact us, but the enemy is the devil. Uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We know that there's a spiritual battle going on, but the world just keeps waxing worse and worse. And here, when we look at uh, these verses in Romans 13, uh, right in verse number 11, we see the eminence of the Lord's return. He could, he could return at any time. It's near. He, he could come back. Uh, he could come back before church is over tonight. And wouldn't that be good? Uh, he, could, he could come back tomorrow morning before you go to work. He could come back at any moment. And what a, what a day that's going to be. I'm looking forward to the Savior's return. And glad that uh, I'm glad that I'm ready. I'm glad that I'm saved and, and prepared for that. But he could come at any moment. And just two questions tonight. Are we prepared and are we presenting him properly? Nothing dynamic, nothing new. But since the Lord is coming, and we know he is, amen? Since he's coming, are we prepared? Are we prepared to see the Savior? Are we, are we ready? Are we ready to, ex to see him come back? There are, there are many in this world who are not. 
they're not prepared. And then are we presenting him properly? Tonight I want to speak to you on the subject, clear reflection. Clear reflection. We were made in the image of God. And we are to be representing him. Are we a clear reflection of him? Because when he comes back, we will want to have been a clear reflection. We will want to have been conformed to the image of his son. We will have desire, we will have a sincere desire to have a clear reflection of him. And so tonight, we're going to speak on that subject, clear reflection. Father, I pray that you'd bless now in these next few moments and help all of us as we look at your word this evening. I pray that we would uh, be challenged. Uh, may we be encouraged. Lord, there, there are some wonderful teachings and truths in these verses that we'll look at tonight. And, and what a blessing that it is to know your word, to have your word, to possess it, uh, to be able to have the opportunity to obey it. And we pray that you'd help us tonight. Uh, to be able to look into our own lives and, and to just, just ask ourselves a couple questions and uh, to, to ensure that we are, we, are, we are anticipating, we are ready to see you again. And so I pray that you'd bless, for Christ's sake, amen. You know, when I talk about uh, uh, being ready for the Lord's coming, uh, I don't think anybody will stand before the Lord uh, 100% ready to, have, to see the Savior. Uh, there isn't anybody that will stand before the Lord without things that they needed to have changed. Nobody has arrived. Uh, and there are, there are stages of growth that we should all be taking. There are areas that, uh, that the Lord is working on in all of our lives. I pray that's the case. But uh, first of all, I want to see, are we prepared to see Christ? Uh, are you saved tonight? Do you know the Lord as your personal Savior? And you say, Pastor, you've been talking about that an awful lot. The Lord's coming back. Are we ready? Are we prepared? Are we saved? We know we're saved. Well, you know, I think I did something when I was younger, or my mom said that I did this or that. Uh, are you saved? Do you personally, do you have that calm assurance down in your soul that you are a child of God? Are you saved tonight? Are you born again? I remember uh, when I first got saved, the pastor would get up and talk about being saved, and then he'd talk about being born again, uh, and then he'd talk about being justified and being redeemed, and I remember thinking, okay, well, I know I got saved, but what about these other things? And, and I remember just all the, the consternation that was there in my mind because I was just unsure of all these different terms, but are you saved tonight? Are you a child of God? Uh, do you know that you know that you know that you're saved? He said, well, pastor, you know, I just sometimes I get a little bit concerned about it. Then get it nailed down. Just get it nailed down. He said, well, what will people think? People will think, praise the Lord. That's what they'll think. They'll say, praise the Lord. Nobody is going to say, oh, they were a fake all these years. No, nobody does that. Uh, and if somebody does, uh, they are not the person that you want to be your friend anyway. Uh, so uh, the, the people that, uh, if somebody was unsure and they got it nailed down, uh, everybody, a child of God, they're going to be rejoicing uh, that you got that nailed down in your own life. Uh, so we need to be prepared. Are we prepared to see Christ? Uh, John chapter 3. 
John chapter 3 and verse number 4, the Bible says, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter in to the kingdom of God. You see, there has to be that uh, time when you are born again. If you are going to enter into the kingdom of God, if you are going to leave this earth and go to heaven, the Savior is that you have to be born again. Verse number six, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Uh, marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. You see that being born of the water, that is the natural birth. Uh, that is being born into this world. Before a child comes forth, that water breaks. Uh, they are born. The natural birth is the, the birth by water. And, and uh, it has nothing to do with baptism. Uh, has, uh, there is nothing tied to baptism whatsoever. There's a natural birth, and then there has to be a second birth, a spiritual birth. And that comes when we, by faith, put our trust in Jesus Christ uh, as our Savior. He alone was the one that was able to die on that cross and pay redemption's price for you and for me. And when you put your faith in Him, when you believe in Him, uh, that you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that's when, then when we are saved. Uh, and so uh, we need to make sure that we are, we are saved. We're prepared. John 3, 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Isn't that true? Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Uh, why would somebody be so vehement against uh, someone that is doing righteousness and uh, standing for truth and godliness? Uh, but the world, it hates the light. It, is, it reveals their darkness. It reveals their sin. It reveals their, their guilt. Uh, so everyone that uh, doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest manifest that they are wrought in God. You know what? As a child of God, are, are, are you, are you content? Are you sure that you are a child of God? Uh, are you sure that you're safe? Are you prepared to meet the Savior? John, or in Luke chapter number 12 and verse number 16, Luke chapter 12 and verse number 16, and he spake, spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself is not, and is not rich toward God. Are we prepared? Are we saved? Are you saved tonight? Are you prepared? As a child of God, are we being a good steward? Are we being a good steward? 
When he comes back, I don't want him to come back as the master when the servant was not doing what he was supposed to. I don't want the Savior coming back and me having received all of the things that he has given me to use for his kingdom. And I'm using them just for my own personal gain, my own personal pleasure. Are we prepared as a steward using the time and the talents, the treasures that he has given to us? Are we prepared? Secondly, are we properly presenting Christ? Are we properly presenting Christ? That image, going back to that image. Take your Bibles, go back to Genesis chapter number 1. In Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, Genesis 1, look with me at verse number 26. John, or Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Uh, the word image there is the word, the Hebrew word, salem. And, and this word, it means a visual appearance of someone or something. And God said, I have made you in my image. Uh, God made us to resemble, to reflect uh, him. Uh, we are made in his image. Uh, it's the visual appearance. It's a shadow. It is an image. It is a likeness. Uh, the third definition is a replica. A replica. And when people see us, they should see the Lord. They shouldn't see us. But the problem is that in the garden, man sinned, and that, that image was marred. That image was no longer a clear reflection. There was no way for sinful man to reflect the image of a perfect, a holy, a just God. And now the very purpose of man the very image that he gave us to reflect his image is no longer true because God cannot sin. God is holy. God is pure. There is nothing tainted about God. And there isn't anything good about us in our natural state. And so we see because of this image, because of this sin nature, the man now is marred, that mirror is no longer clear. You go to a fun house, and you stand in front of a mirror, and all of a sudden, Brother Daniel is three foot three. He's about the same height as Mrs. Brown, and uh, they're standing there at the same height. And, uh, and you, you look there, and uh, it, it changes. Uh, someone skinny becomes large, and someone large becomes skinny, and uh, all disproportionate. And, uh, and those mirrors uh, are cloudy, and they do not reflect a clear image. That's what sin has done to our image of God. We can no longer clearly represent him. But we find that we are supposed to clearly reflect him. So how can we do that? I'm glad you asked. The Bible tells us how. 
You see, uh, because of that uh, because of that sin, because of that, uh, that uh, uh, sin nature now, uh, we can't be the, uh, be the reflection. Uh, Romans 5.12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So that, uh, that action of Adam brought that sinful state uh, to all humanity. And, and we, we have to look and realize that there is a marred image that we reflect. Uh, Adam was the one that marred the mirror, if you would. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came it came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be, uh, be made alive. And what a blessing that that is. But you see, uh, we have, though, a perfect image that we can reflect. And we see that Jesus is that perfect image. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You know what? The Lord Jesus Christ, He is not marred. He, his, his life was not marred. He is the image of God. Hebrews 1.3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. You see, the Lord is the brightness of his glory. Uh, see, Jesus, though, he can mask the mar that you and I have. Go back to Romans chapter number 13. Romans chapter number 13 and verse number 14. Romans 13, 14. The Lord says here, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. You know what? You and I can still have a clear reflection. We can still reflect the Father. But our reflecting the Father and having the right image only comes when we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, He covers up our humanity. He covers up our flesh. He covers up our sin. Uh, all that has been marred has been changed in Christ. And you and I to this world, uh, they, should see, they should see a believer who is uh, reflecting the image of God. They should, the world should see a clear reflection of God. Why? Because we should be putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be uh, covering ourselves uh, with Him. Ephesians 5 uh, and verse number 7, Be ye not therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 9, the Bible says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor uh, adulterers, 
adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Verse number 11, I love this verse, uh, because sometimes people will say, well, these people, there's no way for them to get saved. But listen to what verse number 11 says, and such were some of you, such were, past tense, no longer present, such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Uh, Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. You see, what a blessing it is to be a child of God. And when we put on the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a different reflection that the world can see. There is a different image that this world can see. It does not have to be the image of our old sinful nature. It doesn't have to be the image of the old man. It doesn't have to be the image of the things that we were saved from. It can be the image of the Savior, but we have to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 1.3, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Galatians 3.8, And the Scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. You know, the Lord is coming back, and when he comes back, we want to make sure that we are ready. We want to make sure that we are prepared to see him, but we want to make sure that we are properly presenting him. He said, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us, therefore, cast off the works of darkness, because the night the night is far spent. The day is at hand. You know, just as a day ends and that sun goes down, and then that period of time before that sun rises, that's the stage we're in right now. And you say, well, pastor, it's been 2,000 years since, since the Lord was here. Now is our salvation nearer. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. It's getting close. The Lord's return is getting close. Because it is getting close, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Because the Savior's coming back, let's make sure that we, we clean ourselves up. Let's make sure that we are not allowing ourselves to be tainted by the sinfulness of this world. Cast off the works of darkness. He goes on, he says, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Uh, first of all, he said, because the day is at hand, uh, he said, awake out of sleep. Wake up, be alert. Be aware of, that the Savior's coming back. Uh, do we believe that the Lord's coming back? 
We believe that? I mean, if we're believing that he's coming back, uh, we should be looking for his return. We should not be apathetic. We shouldn't be uh, uh, un- disinterested in the things of God. We need to be uh, awake uh, uh, to the things of God. Awake out of, seat, uh, out of sleep, verse number 11. And he's talking about that apathy, uh, the word there, awareness. Uh, why? Because salvation is near. Our, our salvation, uh, where it's drawing nigh, if you would. He said, cast off the works of darkness in verse number 12. Uh, that's the works of the old nature. Uh, it's the sphere that is dominated by evil is what, what the, uh, the word means. It's the absence of light. He says, cast off everything that is dark. Uh, it's the instruments of darkness. You know, you don't have to go very far to figure out what those things are. And the Lord says, listen, that shouldn't be a part of our life. That shouldn't be who we, what we are reflecting. We shouldn't be reflecting the image of the old man. We should be reflecting the new man. Verse number 12, put on the armor of light. Uh, the word uh, put on, literally clothed upon, wrapped in a covering to put on. Uh, what are we to put on? The new nature. We are to put on the, 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 the uh, we have not only a new nature, but we also have a new nemesis. We have a new enemy uh, that we are to fight. We need the new armor, uh, that light, uh, the goodness, the righteousness. He said to walk honestly in verse number 13, uh, in a manner characterized by propriety in manners and conduct. Uh, so we are to walk uh, in honesty. And then he says, not in, not in the things that uh, are to follow here. He says, not in rioting. Uh, that is the excess uh, of eating, drinking, partying, carousing. Uh, it's literally the moral debauchery uh, that comes with the night. He goes on to drunkenness, and it's the state resulting from the excessive consumption of alcohol. And, and you know what? People say, well, there's nothing wrong with a drink. It's just a sin to be drunk. But you will never be drunk if you don't take a drink. That's like saying, well, I don't want to become an addict, but I'll just shoot up here and there. And you say, well, that's ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous for a believer to drink as well. You are setting yourself up uh, for a destructive lifestyle, uh, a destructive end. And it's the rioting, the, ju- the drunkenness, the chambering, the chambering, the the. De- The definition of this word uh, chambering, I cannot give you because there's children in here. And it's talking about uh, the desperate defilement of the sensual lifestyle, the the, uh, lasciviousness. Uh, It's it's going on dealing with the uh, the immoral lifestyle, Uh, wantonness, uh, exactly. It's just tied right in again with that immorality, uh, unrestrained immorality. Morality. Uh, then he goes on to strife, uh, which is bitter conflict, contention. Uh, it's that discord. Uh, that's the uh, the strife. That's the one that's always wanting to bring up the problems. You know what? Uh, there are enough problems in the world. I don't want to hear about them in the church. 
He said, well, what about this person here? I mean, if there's a problem, we're going to deal with problems. But at the same time, uh, it's amazing how the people with problems are the people that always want to point out the problems. And it's somebody else's problem. Uh, but, you know, uh, there's just that discord, that, that, that division always bringing up uh, strife and problems. And praise the Lord, uh, right now we're not having any of that that I know of. And if we are, tell them to be quiet. It's amazing. People won't come to me with the strife. Uh, they'll go to somebody else. And you say, well, pastor, they just needed a listening ear. No, they wanted to sow discord. And you know when discord stops being sown? When the people that hear it say, let's go talk to the pastor about that. It's amazing how, oh, no, no, this, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. So, so here the strife, uh, that bitter conflict, contention, discord. He goes on, envying. That's that jealousy. That's that resentment. He, he goes on. It's greedy or prideful longing for something that belong, belongs to someone else, even a skill. Even a skill. You know, I, I have been just rejoicing in the fact of the music. I mean, it has been amazing. Praise the Lord. But I've also heard some little remarks that were just jealous. You know, that ought not be. He said, well, they have a skill that I don't have. They have a skill I don't have either. And you have a skill that they don't have. You know, jealousy, it is, it's the work of the devil. It's, it's a work to create division and problems. You know, we are not to be allowing our flesh to be seen. And you and I are to be uh, reflecting a clear image of, of the Lord himself. He says, he goes on, uh, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that is to put ye on, be clothed, be wrapped in a covering in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you see, uh, when we are wrapped in him, we are, we are surrounding ourselves. We are covering our natural self, and we are revealing him revealing him as Lord. Uh, he is Lord, the one who commands. He is Christ, the Messiah. He is Jesus. He is uh, everything just wrapped up, hidden by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one that's seen. He is the one that's preeminent. And then he goes on and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. You know, you and I, we have an opportunity to reveal and reflect the Savior. But we can only reflect Him when our nature is covered. We all have pride. We all have a sin nature. We all have besetting sins that we deal with. But this world, they need to see Jesus. They don't need to see us. They need to see him. Romans 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The world needs a clear reflection. They, they need the Savior. And how are they going to see the Savior? They will see Him when you and I put on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We cover our natural sinful state. We put on Christ who is light. And this world doesn't need to see sinful men. This world needs to see a majestic Savior. And let's give them a clear reflection. The sin nature, Adam's fall, it marred the mirror. That reflection, there's no way for it to be clear. And the only way for us to properly reflect, have a clear reflection of the Savior, we are made in His image. So when we put on Christ, the world will see the Savior. Are we prepared to see Christ? Are we saved? Are we properly presenting him. Father, we thank you for your goodness. I pray that you just take now uh, this message and speak to hearts and help us, uh, Lord, in our own lives. Help us to uh, properly uh, reflect you. you. You have been so good to us, and what a blessing it is to be a child of God. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, as the Spirit of God puts his finger on things in our lives. And uh, Lord, if we, we have some areas, all of us have areas to work on, I pray that you would just lead us, guide us. If there's one here that's not saved tonight, I pray tonight would be the night of their salvation. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If the Lord spoke to your heart tonight, let's all stand together. The instruments will play. The altar is open. A clear reflection. A clear reflection. If you're not saved, now's the time. Now's the accepted time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Whatever decision it is that you need to make, let's make it now. You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message.